Hey, Sydney. Robert Love, how's it going? It's going good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I call you Robert now. That's fine. I'm is okay that, with that. Is that your legal name or is your legal name just Rob? No, my legal name is Robert. Oh. Oh, you always be Rob yeah. to me. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know why I started going by that, but apparently that's the name I, you know, the nickname I chose to go by when I was really young, like too young to remember. So my family's always called me Rob, but people outside of my family have called me, let's go through the list. Um, they've called me Bob. They've called me Robbie. <laughs> um... I think that's it. Um, are you recording, Rob? Yes. Okay, good. Because I am too. I didn't want to lose this list. Lose that gold? Yeah. Have that Have that pure gold just filter through our open fingers into the, the, the deep dark sea where we'll never retrieve it? We, we would never be able to reenact you listing the different names you've been called. <laughs> um... Let me tell you something, Rob, and I'm not going to make you step into the rant corner. I'm just going to tell you. So the other night I'm hanging out on the couch with Zach and his sister calls because it's urgent that she tell him the biggest bra size one of her friends has. Oh, okay. She has a friend who wears like a 36i or something. Because she was like, yeah, you know how so-and-so said that the bra- boobs don't get bigger than that? Well, I know a girl who has this size tits. And I was, like, yelling into the phone, like, hey, hey, can you call Rob Love? And uh, Zach's like, why would my sister call Rob Love? I go, just tell her to call Rob and ask him what the biggest bra I ever saw was. And Zach got so mad at me. Like, he he was mad that, number one, his sister was calling and interrupting whatever we were watching. I think it was Karate Kid. And so he's upset that his sister's interrupting Karate Kid. And then he's upset that I'm continuing the phone call by trying to get his sister to call you and ask what the biggest bra <laughs> she, uh, you ever saw was. Um, but anyways, like, hours later, when Zach had calmed down, he was like, I, what is the bra thing again? <laughs> and it's it's very hard to explain. I was like, well, on the bone zone, and yet you understand Rob's a bra expert. And thirty six I, I think I is bigger than H. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty big. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but it's only a thirty six, yeah. so it's not that much tit. Me, it's not like a forty I. That would be a much bigger tit. I don't. I thought the the number was the the total overall ch- diameter of the chest, and then the the letter designation um, <clears throat> speaks to the cup size. Yeah, but the cup size is a ratio. So if you oh. measure around the chest, right under the breasts, you take that measurement. That's your band size, and then you measure when your breasts are like pushed up into where you want them to be, you measure, like, the fullest point of the breast, 
And for every inch bigger that number is than the band size, that's a cup size. So like, oh. if you so, so oh, yeah, I get it. I think yeah. I get it. So like a skinny a skinny D cup, like a skinny broad with a D cup. Yeah, her actual boob is smaller than a big old 44D. Yeah. So, like, I wear a 32D, um, sometimes double D, you know, if my tits are engorged. And, like, I don't have giant boobs. But people would would always say, you don't wear a D cup. And I'm like, if you don't think that, you should go get remeasured for a bra because you're wearing the wrong size. Um, Because, yeah, just this. this. Can, we edit, can we edit this part out where I pretended like I didn't know? About bras, uh, because I'm gonna catch shit for this online. I know. Um, yeah, we'll edit it out, or we'll just pretend okay. it's an elaborate bit, um, <laughs> where you pretend, where you pretend you don't know anything about bras, and then I teach you, and that way we yeah. won't have any lawsuits about the Patreon that people paid a dollar for to hear you talk about how you're a bra expert. <laughs> <laughs> So what's going on with you, Sydney? Um, well, um, I don't know. We haven't talked in months. I got the COVID yeah. vaccine yesterday. And um, oh, nice. I felt like garbage most of yesterday, but I feel better today. Um, and I'm just like a good American citizen, you know, helping to end this pandy um, by getting microchipped. So that's exciting. Um, everyone go get... Did you? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to encourage everyone to go get the COVID vaccine if that's available to them. Yeah, it's available to me, and I opted not to get it until they make me get it. Oh, really? My coworker got his second shot yesterday, and he said he felt like shit all night. He couldn't sleep. He had like, I don't know, he felt like shit. Um, yeah, they say the second dose you feel even sicker after than the first dose. Yeah. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, no thank you. I mean, it's better than having COVID um, is what I'm reasoning. Um, but it did cause like all my surgical sites were like, screaming in pain last night and one of my um incision scars like swelled up and turned bright red um but i i kind of i did some research it seems like that's kind of normal because it's stimulating the immune system so there's going to be like a release of cytokines which are inflammatory and so maybe just like the areas i already had inflammation got super inflamed um but i put a little steroid cream on the scar today so hopefully that helps it calm back down um because that that's not my favorite uh but yesterday yeah i had a migraine that was so so bad like i couldn't even watch tv i just had to lay in the dark um but that's you know part of being an american Yeah, rush right out and get that COVID vaccine, kids. Well, yeah, you know um, your parents aren't going to because they're like, well, they're (laughs) mine. My my mom's all, well, we all know this is a conspiracy by a global elite eugenicists. 
And I was like, do we all know that, Deborah? Do we all know that? Um, and she's elderly with a lung condition. So, like, you know, I haven't really seen her in the past year because I don't want to kill my mother because I work around the public six days a week. So um, now I was like, now I double have to get vaccinated so I can not kill my mom. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You do you. You're that's, not for it? Not You're for against me. it? I'm against it for me. I'm for it for other people because I want to ride the tails of the herd immunity. Yeah. And let everyone else suffer the suffer the ill effects. And then I just kind of like, you know, like Tom Cruise and Risky Business, I just slide in with my uh, tidy whities and my sunglasses Yeah. after the fact and go, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Some George Thurgood music plays in the background. Uh, Yeah, I guess it's a hard sell because they say about 50% of people feel sick um, afterwards. So it's like hard to be like, hey, can you go get this shot? That's going to make you feel like garbage. Uh, But you'll feel better. But you're going to wish you were dead for at least least 12 hours. Um, So I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, what else is um, new I with do, you? Uh, well, I have an I have an actual pup date just to, you know, extend the bummer of talking about COVID. My my dog, my neighbor dog Blue moved to Texas. <gasps> no. Like 2 weeks ago. Oh no. Yeah, so I don't have my favorite neighbor dog moved away and so that's a bummer. Rob, you have to get a but, dog now. Not that I would subject a dog to ever living in Tacoma. It's cold there. Um, but I think if you get a dog with the right type of fur. Yeah. Yeah, I think. And, you know, they make those little the little jackets for dogs. They do. Blue and they have always snow boots. Had, well, I mean, yeah. Blue never did that and she was australian so she's she's gonna be much happier in texas with the heat and all and but, avoiding um, taxes she did where <laughs> well we don't have state uh income tax here in washington either you don't no huh yeah oregon the oregon has state income tax but they don't have a sales tax okay so the best thing to do would be to live in vancouver washington it's right across the Columbia River from Portland, uh-huh. and so you would live in a live in a place with no state income tax, and then you could do all your shopping across the bridge, in a state with no sales tax, and you'd basically just be killing it. Yeah, I think genius. And then there's titty bars over there and stuff. Vancouver, Washington, is boring as hell. It is like a podunk little rural town. But then right across the bridge is like the hoppinest, happeningest, you know, spot in Oregon. It's kind of crazy. That is. But that's but. what you want, honestly. You don't want to live in the hopping spot. You just want to have it conveniently located for when you want to go there. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. So that's it's not a bad deal. I yeah. Know, well, I hope Blue is having a good time in Texas running his new podcast Um so many smells. Yeah. So many new smells to smell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, just to be further quaint, that was uh, one of the funnest parts of traveling cross country with my dogs. When I moved to New York, we 
took the 10 across the southern United States over to uh, New Orleans, and then we headed up north. Um, but every stop that you get off at, there's new smells and the ex- just watching the excitement in their little eyes and as they run around and pick up new smells. Everyone should travel cross-country with a dog. Uh, just if you're feeling really down and lonely and isolated, <clears throat> just adopt a dog and go on a road trip because the um, secondhand joy you will experience, it will it'll cure all that ails you. I traveled across the country with a turtle once. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. The same turtle that died like a couple of years ago that I um, accidentally dug up when I was burying my cat that died (laughs) like a year ago. (laughs) So I had that turtle. I had that turtle for a long time since the early 90s. I think I adopted that turtle in 1992. When I was 18. And then when did it die? And uh, it died a couple years ago. Or three, maybe three years ago. Something like that. I guess it was a little, it was three years ago at least. So he was it in was his 2017. 20s. She. She. Was in her 20s. Yes. Her name was Merv Griffin. Um, and you're going to yell at me a, for misgendering your turtle. Well. Her you just name. Misgen- well, you misgendered. You just misgendered Blue, the dog next door, and I didn't say anything. You I called was... her a boy. Well, in this scenario, I was pretending Blue was Joe Rogan, which is why I was. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, yeah I hope he's happy in, in their... Texas with his new uh, podcast every... studio. Everyone and their dog is moving to Texas. Yep. Yep. But um, no, Merv Griffin. I named Merv Griffin. Griffin after a one panel uh, frame in a comic book by Evan Dorkin called Milk and Cheese. And I forget which issue of Milk and Cheese it was, but it was called Merv Griffin. And it, it was basically this, uh, their milk and cheese were dairy products gone bad and society is to blame. Okay. So that's basically the concept of the entire comic, you know, comic book series but in this particular panel they were going around causing mayhem and just uh with each incitement of you know know, riotous whatever calamity um their little speech bubble was merv griffin so they were just going around like you know knocking over baby strollers merv griffin smashing gin bottles over bums heads merv griffin you know, whatever whatever they happened to be doing, and they were just chanting Merv Griffin the whole time. And I felt that that spoke to the personality of my new turtle friend that I had just adopted because she was pretty much just a destructo. She just would destroy anything. Um, her whole mission in life was to just you know, search and destroy, basically. So she she got the name Merv Griffin because of that. How big was this turtle? Well, when I got her, she was smaller than when she died. Eventually, her top shell was probably, I mean, she was a red-eared slider, so they don't get that huge, but her shell was probably, I forget what they call that, carapace, was like, uh, like nine inches, maybe? Okay, okay. Nine to ten? And she She lived in a tank? She was big. Yeah, yeah, she was an aquatic 
terrapin, technically. So was her cage, was her, was it all water or did she ever have like a little land area she crawled out to? No, she had a dry area with a uh, basking spot and a heat lamp. She was set. That's why she lived so long. She outlived her um, life expectancy by quite a, like, yeah, maybe five or six years or something yeah. like that. Um, they say 15 to 15 to 25 years or more and i think she lasted i don't know like 30 or something 20 28 29 something it's a good like run it's a I good run that. yeah yeah um this lady so i got referred to this doggy dental lady who has affordable rates um by the rescue i got ralphie from and so i called to make an appointment and this lady like I don't know. She was like unnervingly sweet. Like, so she'd be like, okay. And what, uh, what type of dog do you have? And I'd say Chihuahua. And she'd go, Oh, what color is he? Uh, he's tri-colored. Oh, like it's just like too saccharine. And then as we're talking and she's explaining to me that they use like, we use uh, traditional Chinese medicine to help bolster the treatment and this and that. And she's, like, saying how she specializes in, like, dogs with health problems and elderly dogs and whatever. It's a long story. But she gets to telling me that she had a chihuahua lived to be 22. And I, I, I cannot fucking believe it. I, I'm like, I, that can't be real, right? She's like, yeah, because they gave him traditional Chinese medicine. And, you know, you keep them healthy and they'll live a long time. And I just can't imagine there being a 22-year-old chihuahua. Yeah, I got mad. Um, <clears throat> I bought uh, I bought a, a veiled chameleon one time because I just couldn't resist. And at about the same time... My ex-girlfriend, number five for you Patreon listeners, um, at the time, she bought a mouse or two mice at the same time that I bought the veiled chameleon. And um, her damned mice, well, I think her mice died soon uh, before my chameleon did. But her mice had a, a lifespan of three to five years and my veiled chameleon had a lifespan of like you know, two to four or something like that. I'm like, a damn $3 mouse is going to live longer than my $100 chameleon. Jeez Louise. Yeah. What the heck? I thought you'd get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. Turns out that's not the case. It's not the case. It's not the case. Plus, I was such a sucker for this cutie little chameleon that I ended up building it this giant enclosure. It was like five feet tall, four feet wide, four feet deep. It had, like, uh, plexiglass doors that swung open on either side. It had, um, the rest of it was, like, mesh um, that she could, like, climb on and stuff. And then living plants on the inside. I had, like, a five-foot-tall ficus tree growing in there. And then a bunch of other plants that I'd swap out if they weren't doing well. And um, she was living the life. She had a giant enclosure for the size of animals she was. Um, um, I've never heard this about you. I'm also not surprised because anyone who likes the smell of incense has a propensity towards lizards. But, like, what did you do? (laughs) 
<laughs> what, you, what did you do with the enclosure when the lizard died? You weren't tempted to get another lizard to fill it? No, because it was... Um, well, the, if uh, I had just moved out of the place that I was living when I got the lizard, mm-hmm. and I had a perfect spot, had a perfect spot for her. She was great. It was like a piece of furniture in the room. It accentuated. It was great. But then I moved out of there and uh, in with my future wife into a different house, and it didn't uh, the, the it didn't work as well uh, in that place. So, and it was kind of trouble. It was just like it was kind of a hassle. And then, um, do you think that yeah. your wife killed the lizard because she was jealous no. of the affection you showed it? No, the lizard was supposed to live three years, and it lived almost four. So I I got my money's worth. Yeah, yeah. How about with the wife? Did you get your money's worth? No, she (laughs) did, though. (laughs) (laughs) She got my my money's worth. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, marriage, huh? Um, other updates, yeah. other updates. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, a, we have a couple of crow updates. Oh, tell me, um, lay them on me. Yeah. Well, a while back, and I think this was one of the, or like the episode where my, f- um, computer stopped recording and then it had to just be all on phone or after a certain point it was like on the phone yeah and um so that was a terrible recording but um i think during that episode i recounted a crow taking a a peanut directly from my hand during that recording mm -hmm. i think you are right this is ringing a bell so that, that was the first time that that ever happened, but it happened again like a couple of weeks ago, oh, and wow. I think it was the same bird. I think it was Buddy, um, which so, is Knuckles' yeah, dad. If if anyone's confused, which is Knuckles' dad. That's yeah. Knuckles' dad. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Buddy took the peanut from my hand again. So that was exciting. But then a few days later, something maybe even more exciting happened where. I think I mentioned at one point that uh, Tony. Knuckles' crow, boyfriend. No, no. Tony's some just jerk who lives across. He, he lives on the other side of the park. He's from the other side of the tracks. Don't, oh, don't mess, don't, okay, don't, okay. Yeah, stay away from Tony. Stay away from Tony. So Tony, um, uh, I flicked. A, he was up on a, like a, an eave or a, like a rain gutter of a building, and I flicked a peanut up. And he launched himself off and caught the peanut in midair. I was excited about that. I reported that a while ago. That was months ago. That's pretty exciting, though. It is pretty exciting. But just a few... It was maybe a week and a half ago that Knuckles did the same thing. Um, She was perched up on a rain gutter or an eave, and I flicked a peanut up in the air like in front of her and she launched herself off caught it in midair flew away um i was super pumped it was really exciting i was jazzed it made my day yeah that is exciting uh that's super exciting and then last 
Oh, a week ago today, last Tuesday. Oh, sorry to tell people when we recorded this in case it's supposed to be Evergreen. <laughs> <laughs> Evergreen State University, where the hey. women never wear bras and they're all full of Rob's cum. <laughs> I just meant we've been talking about so much. I think we've been talking about stuff that's going on with COVID. Whatever. There's no chance of this being an Evergreen episode. But uh, a week ago, I was driving the work truck down the alley. And um, Knuckles came, I wasn't going fast or anything, but Knuckles came and flew alongside, kind of like, you know, flap, like hover flapping to, to go slow uh-huh. um, right alongside the work truck. So I flicked a peanut out the driver's side window towards her and she caught it in midair and flew away. Wow. This was a first. This is a first. Boo, 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 breaking news. Because I was in a moving, I wasn't standing still, and she wasn't perched. Like, we were both moving targets, and we met. It was kind of like when those jet fighters refuel in midair. Oh, yeah, that's fucking wild, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. So, that was exciting. (sighs) I don't know how I'm going to... I mean, I'm never going to be able to, like, one-up that. I'm you know sure I mean? you will as your relationship with the crows continues to evolve. Um, we'll I'm pretty see. sure. Yeah, there was one screaming at me when I walked to my car from work today. It was real rude, but it made me think of you. Well, it's probably like, where's the peanuts? Yeah, I didn't have any peanuts, so I probably... I should probably start bringing peanuts to work with me at Starbucks... So I can um, train the parking lot crows to be my familiars. Or, or uh-huh. does Starbucks give out like dog biscuits to customers' dogs? We give out puppuccinos, which I don't really. It, which is just whipped cream in a cup. But I don't really know that that's good for dogs because it's basically it's vanilla sugar syrup with heavy whipping cream, and um, dogs are lactose intolerant. I don't know about crows. I don't know about crows either, but what's the worst that could happen is they're going to poop more. I don't know. Yeah, I don't how park could, under how could their you trees. Tell? So, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, well, I wanted but to But I don't quit. know, maybe... Oh, no, Go sorry. Ahead. I wanted to quit working at Starbucks, but um, just today they awarded me partner of the quarter. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, which, for, for those who can't figure that out only happens four times a year and now I'm partner of the quarter and it feels weird to quit a job while there's like a like a you know an award to me on the wall (laughs) (laughs) so I was like is this how you motherfuckers tricked me into working here um but I don't know it looks like going forward I only have one shift there a week so that's manageable um, and then it'll be just like my one day that I go visit the crows and hang out with teenagers. Yeah, well, you should have, you know, talk to the manager, put a note in the suggestion box or whatever. Um, and maybe have a crow pacino. We should have a crow pacino. It could be peanut flavored. We have pistachio syrup now. So maybe um, oh. I'll, I'll see if the crows like pistachio. Yeah, or beef jerky, if you have a beef jerky flavor, that would be good. That would be good. good. That would be good. Do crows like beef jerky? Uh, 
Yeah. 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 Maybe I'll I'll bring in some of my stale dog treats that Frank can't eat because he doesn't have enough teeth. (laughs) Because I think the crows could probably figure out a chicken jerky strip. They've got the sharp beak. Oh. Oh, yeah, they can do that. Um, Yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll just be out in the parking lot on my breaks uh, trying to tame the crows. Like I'm fucking Jill Exotic. I'm trying to start an exotic (laughs) animal farm. Um, What else? What else is going on? Yeah, Jill Exotic. You see how I did a gender swap there? I do. I see that. Mm -hmm. Very Freaky Friday of you. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else is happening in Washington? I, did you guys shut down again? Did you have another quote unquote lockdown? Um, yeah, I think we're still in it. Yeah, I think, I think you are this, too. This month, but I never, there's, there's no, oh, okay. Here's the difference. Um, so that means no indoor dining. As, okay. As far as I can tell, that's the only like. Change. real difference that it makes in most people's lives yeah so yeah that's not bad um, then um ah oh, fuck what well sydney's gonna have to call me back what happened you guys my phone hung up on rob what happens so i'll just call him back here she is at least it's at least it's still recording. Yeah, that's all that matters. Um, I don't know. I don't know what happened. My it, hand wasn't near the phone. No, I think the. F- yeah, I think it just lost signal. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're um, we're ramping up the the vaccinations around here. Our governor just said that he wants to do forty thousand vaccinations per day. That's a good goal. In the state, so he's like, there's a. I think it's like a maybe it's a college sports stadium um in eastern washington that's going to be used for that purpose with like i don't know they're they're looking for like 40,000 volunteer nurses to do the vaccinations and i don't know it's crazy crazy yeah it's um so it's good money for the people who are working those i don't know i have a friend who's an EMT who's been um work in the vaccine rollouts and she's like yeah it's you know they they pay me <laughs> and she basically is that well are they vo- but the, these people are supposed to be like volunteers does that mean they're unpaid or does that mean they're just like yeah i'll do it oh i don't know she's getting paid i don't like, know either her yeah her she basically is on standby with the ambulance in case anyone has a reaction so like after you get the vaccine, huh. you have to pull over and um, uh-huh. they like line up the cars and they put like a time on your windshield that says when you got your vaccine. And depending on oh like what God. category you are, like 15, it's 15 minutes or for me because I'm allergic. I have medical allergies. I had to wait a half hour. Um, and then uh, a nurse comes by and gives you the OK to drive home. But if you have any issues or you freak out, you hit your hazards or honk your horn and, and an EMT comes by. And she said that no one's had any real issues. Like one lady was like, I'm having trouble breathing. Um, but she was just, it was anxiety. Like she's like, yeah, as I like monitored her, it went down. It seemed like she just needed someone to talk to. Huh. So yeah, but yeah, I think she, she's getting paid. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she just flew to uh, Atlanta today on a 30-day contract to work at a field hospital there because that's how bad COVID is there, I, I guess. I don't know. I feel very lucky that I, like, was able to get in and get my surgery in the, like, little window where things were operational again. Um, oh, yeah. Because now, you know, obviously sure. elective surgeries are shut down, so I got really lucky in that time. Um, cause yeah, apparently they have mobile field hospitals now in Atlanta. I don't know, man. It's so wild. It is wild. Um, luckily there hasn't been, I, I heard or I read yesterday that Washington state is doing among the best. Like, although we were, you know, we had like, th- you know, 30 out of the first 50 victims or deaths, yeah. COVID deaths. We've like, since then we've turned the tables and if, I think someone said that if if the rest of the country had re, like reacted as well or recovered as well as Washington state has um there would be like 200 no maybe it's not 200,000 fewer deaths but like a significant like 50,000 maybe or something maybe it was 200,000 fewer deaths nationwide oh wow like if, if every if every state had you know reacted similarly as well as washington yeah because we've really i don't know we've kind of been although we're peaking like our we've got a lot of cases per day we're way far away from we're like a thousand cases per hundred thousand whatever per day or something it's 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 ridiculous we're never going to get down to the like less than 245 per hundred thousand people Oh yeah, that's required to like. That's required to like open up again. Yeah, no, stuff. no one's gonna but, hit that uh, number. No, but then also I've heard that those PCR tests, like, okay, they swab your nose, right? Uh-huh. There's a lot of false positives, is what I've heard. And here's I can understand why, as someone who studied molecular biology and PCR and stuff. So let's say that there is a little bit of COVID vaccine somewhere in your nasal passage, right? Uh-huh. Or not vaccine, COVID, uh, uh, SARS-CoV-2, um, not vaccine, the uh, vi- virus. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. So let's say there's a little bit of virus or maybe, you know, five or seven viruses in your nasal cavity and they swab your nose real good and they get that virus DNA on the swab and then they PCR it. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they do like, they do like th- a bunch of, like the more, the more times you, it's a polymerase chain react. The more time you go through that, the more amplified whatever's in there becomes. Uh-huh. So if there was one, you know, little COVID virus in there, that you got swabbed that wasn't causing an infection, an infection, an infection, like you were, your body was fighting it off or whatever, like whatever, like one aphid on a tree is not an infestation. Yeah. You gotcha. don't have to treat the tree for one aphid. But if you swabbed that tree for aphids and you there, you happen to run across that one aphid and then you amplified its DNA several hundred times in a lab, your results would come back, oh shit, there's a bunch of aphid DNA in this tree. Yeah. Like it must it must be infected with aphids. When in fact the, you just happen to like 
catch a little bit of DNA on a swab, and then you amplified it <laughs> a bunch of times. Yeah. And then, you know what I mean? Like, then it showed up. But whatever. I don't know. I think it's a, it's a, it, it might be a flawed testing method. Yeah. I saying. mean, I, I, um, I know someone who like the whole extended family, they all got rapid tested to get together for Christmas and have dinner and take pictures and they all tested negative and then, um, they all got COVID and so, like, clearly, you know, someone must have had it, and it just didn't show up on that test. But then, like... Oh, wow. A false negative. Yeah, they had a, but I have also known people who've had false positives, because I know people who have to get tested, like, once a week or twice a week at their jobs, which sounds miserable. I feel like I'd have PTSD from that. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, who, who've had a positive test, and then they have to go get tested several more times and get several more negatives, and it's just kind of a nightmare. It's just kind of a nightmare is the thing, um, and, uh, you know, I would like to think that it'll be over soon, uh, but we'll, you know, God willing. Well, it'll be over soon. The I mean, the, the Spanish flu ran its course in like three years and there was no vaccines. I mean, people were wearing masks and stuff. Yeah. um, But three years, there were still anti-masker. Three years does seems like, seems like a long time, but I, we're one year down, I think, but two more, we're one year down. I, I think we do have two more years to go because I think that the way that the um, virus is uh, mutating and stuff uh, you know, it's it's a uh, the cold is a coronavirus. This thing is a coronavirus. We've never had a, a vaccine for the common cold, you know, because it mm-hmm. changes too much. So I think that I don't know. I feel like that this past year of Operation Warp Speed, or as I like to call it, Operation Cutting Corners. Um, when it's all said and done, like we're going to need to do that all over again because whatever we did over the past year isn't going to, isn't going to hold out for another year. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. That's just me being pessimistic, but I think that this I could see vaccine it happening. is supposed to be effective against future mut- mutations um, to a certain extent. If that makes sense, like it'll be effective through several mutations, but then eventually it'll mutate to a point where this vaccine won't hold against it. But I don't know. I guess maybe I should have done that research. But yeah, two more years seems like too long to be wearing um, masks. I just I it. Because it's blowing my voice out. That's why. It's because I'm sick of screaming through a mask, which is what I do because I have a job where I talk. Um, so uh, I just if the if if I have two more years of yelling ahead of me, uh, I might have <laughs> to change jobs because I I'm I it it's I it's hard to record when you have been screaming for forty hours a week. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, it's also hard to record when you have barely spoken 200 words per day for the past week. 
<laughs> is that is that your situation? Yeah, usually I like uh, on the weekends when my kid is here, I'll I'll speak more than ever. But like during the day, I speak to my coworker a little bit, but most of the time I'm avoiding people. You know, I don't know. I'll talk to some folks in the cafeteria. Hey, uh, what what's some good? F- what's the best food that you've eaten? recently mm, the best food that i've eaten lately um i got uh i got some takeout Woo, well both christmas and then last week i got some takeout from this place called veggie village that is uh it's owned by asian people and it's all vegan and um oh god now i want more of it right now that i'm talking about it but um I had some uh, sweet and sour chicken and uh, what they call a rainbow salad. And uh, I did not like the hot and sour soup. I got the hot and sour soup. Did not like the hot and sour soup. But, um, yeah, shout out to Veggie Village in North Phoenix. Um, how about you? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm kind of in a food rut. I did have a good soup yesterday it was okay it was i mean it was it was delicious but maybe not my first choice of soup but yeah i thought i'd be adventurous i got the tomato gorgonzola soup from the soup place across the way yeah it was super rich and cheesy and flavorful i don't regret it it was delicious yeah but i was you know maybe i would have preferred a different style of soup i don't know they just they didn't have anything that struck me that day but other than that, I've been in a huge rut. I've been eating mostly at the cafeteria at work because it's convenient. Is it good? And, Is it a good uh, cafeteria? It's a decent cafeteria. Yeah, it's not awful. Um, but you still, you get, like, tired of their offerings. Um, and then, uh, then, like, I'll supplement with some frozen burritos, $4 for 10 um, those are delicious. I go to the supermarket and get those cause they're easy to make and I just don't have the energy to cook lately. Um, what else? I don't know. That's pretty much it. Is that it? Are yeah, we just old Yeah, that's pretty much it boring? for food. No, or no, just we're food. We're old and boring. Well, that's just food. Just food is what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, have, I haven't eaten anything real delicious there. I tried a new thing from the cafeteria today. What They've was been kind of trying to roll out. They were kind of trying to roll out new, a new menu of things. Some of them are good. This is the first time I've seen this one. It was a, um, and you know how I'm not a fan of garbanzo beans. Yeah, hater. But, but they did have um, a wrap. They've been doing these wraps lately. And it was a, a wrap that had like hummus um, and... Like a, a cabbage and kohlrabi slaw okay. on the inside. And then also like packed with spinach leaves. So it was like, it was mostly, it was almost like a night, like a fine spinach cigar. It was rolled <laughs> so tight. Yeah. So y- you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you bite into that puppy and it's just like crunch from all the spinach, you know, and like packed in there. Um, so that was actually pretty good, even though I don't really like the hummus too much but i mean there was barely any hummus on there um, oh wow that it was good but it was good i will get it again i will get it again 
So I had that along with my leftover tomato gorgonzola soup, and that was a very fine meal. Probably the best meal I've had in a, you know, a couple of weeks, so there you go. Yeah, do you eat like the same Owen, thing every day? I do kind of eat the same, roughly the same thing every, or the same three things every week, we'll say. That's how I am. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like it that way, but I don't know. I was all used to like the way I was, I don't know. The cafeteria was great before COVID. Like they had, (laughs) I could go in, they had the salad bar where you could like, and so I would go and grab like some spinach and mushrooms and maybe some like green, you know, chopped green, green onions. I'd put those in a, in a little salad tray and then I'd go get some plain scrambled eggs and, uh, some like cheese, shredded cheese from the, the breakfast bar. And then I would take all of that back and microwave it all together and make this awesome, like, cheesy egg scramble with veggies and, you know, mushrooms and everything. I can't do that anymore. Like, I I love, I miss, I miss pre-COVID uh, cafeteria food. I, because I could do it and eat well. I love a salad. I will never get over the loss of salad bars because those are, like, my favorite thing in the entire world. And mostly because I like to assemble my food but also like for the most part if you get a salad like to go or at a restaurant there's like four ingredients in it and what i love about a salad bar is that i can put like 25 ingredients in my salad um and you can have marinated mushrooms and sunflower seeds and beets and cucumbers and onions and peas and garbanzo beans and you don't have to cut any of that up like, to make all that at home, to make a 25-ingredient yeah. salad, that's an ordeal. For real. But I yeah, yeah, yeah. love a freaking salad bar, and apparently they're never coming back. And that, <laughs> you hate to see it. You hate to see it. It's been it's been personally devastating to me, the loss of salad yeah. bars. Yeah, for me too. For me too. There's, like, but. a chain out here called Salad & Go. It's drive through salads that look pretty good. But if you go to the Yelp review for any of the locations, there are multiple reports of people finding bugs in their food and, like, different types of bugs. And so I've never tried this place out. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure bugs happen. Uh But it's just weird that I'm like, what's going on in their food handling procedures that there's just always, like, all these incidences of bugs, not just, like, a single one. So I, maybe it's an elaborate smear campaign, but it got me. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough to say with those chain places because they're cutting costs, you know, everywhere. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like how are they? Pa- time- I assume it's probably the lettuce. And how are they packaging it and transporting it and handling it that there's always bugs in it? Yeah, who knows? I'm, I don't know. I'm not willing to find out. Uh it's probably just like there's aphids on the, you know, because it wasn't completely nuked with pesticides and insecticides that um, there happened to be some, you know, aphids on the lettuce. I've found that with organic lettuce when you buy it, uh, bring it home and there's, oh man, there's aphids on here. Well, it's like, yeah, because it's organic. Yeah. Um, and then what do you so do? You, you wash, just rinse wash them off? The yeah, basically. But then th- that means this place isn't washing their lettuce. 
Right. That's the that's kind of the tell. Yeah. Exactly. So they're c- cutting corners one way or another, you know. I don't know. Have did you hear about the um hot pockets got recalled because of um shreds of metal and broken glass? No. In there. <laughs> yeah, that just happened like yesterday or something. Or it was announced a couple days ago or whatever. Whoa. Uh, yeah, yeah, you like would definitely a, a notice that in your hot pocket. You would find out pretty quick, yeah. So they went ahead and recalled, like, I don't know, 11,000 units or something. <laughs> Get those pockets but, back to headquarters. But but Hot Pockets cost about, you know, a buck 25 a piece or something, and that's that's how you keep the prices that low, is you cut as many corners as possible. Yeah. Get as many units out. And as short a amount of time as possible, kind of like the COVID vaccine, Courtney. Kind of like the COVID vaccine. Did you just call me Courtney? Oh, shit. Okay, we're done. Edit that part out. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> we're done. Dude, I, everyone who's listening to this, Rob is so old, he doesn't even know my name anymore. <laughs> it's either we're your- done this episode's over <laughs> this episode's over edit that part out i'm not going to i'm not going to that's it for this week everyone i'm hashtag fan favorite i love i'm hashtag courtney god damn it edit that part out <laughs> goodbye <laughs> goodbye goodbye everyone, goodbye, everyone. goodbye. <laughs>